My name is Dr. Tram Jones, and since 2019, my wife and I have been living in Haiti. This is the story of our life there and the patients we've seen. Haiti, like nearly every country in the world, has divisions, deep divisions. Part of learning a country is learning the fractures within it. As we all know, in the United States, you cannot view us as one homogenous blob. There's a massive difference between a banker in New York and a farmer in Alabama. Haiti, in particular, has divisions that stretch all the way back to colonial times. And yet often, an American might talk to a Haitian and think to ourselves, well, I talked to a local, and he told me how it is. But the complicated thing about the world is that you really need to talk to a critical mass of various types of people to understand a place. If you just talked to that farmer in Alabama, you would come away with a very specific view of America. And what is more perplexing is that this farmer would be convinced that he's telling you how it is. It is the same in Haiti. You can talk to one of your friends in Haiti, and he'll tell you, this is just how it is. He will almost make you think that if you don't accept it, then you just don't understand. But in reality, the next Haitian you speak to might have a totally different view, and they'll be just as confident. Now, we may come away from this very confused, but if we look within ourselves, we'll realize that our own country is the same way. Everyone is a little different. In Haiti, I find there are four main divisions. If you know where a Haitian lands on these facts, you can make an educated guess on their viewpoint. The four divisions that I want to discuss are language, skin color, location, and class. We have some of these in America, but others are unique to Haiti. And of course, obviously, my view is not perfect. I am and always will be to some extent an outsider looking in. But I personally find it fascinating. Over the next few weeks, we will look at all of these. But today, we're going to talk about language. Many of you may know that Haiti has two official languages, French and Haitian Creole. French is a beautiful and complex language. And while Haiti is considered a Francophone country, it is only spoken by maybe 5% of the population fluently. Creole, on the other hand, is mostly a simplification of the French language, with occasional Spanish and English thrown in and a core of words that solely belong to Creole. Nearly every person in Haiti can speak Creole. The ability, or lack thereof, to speak French creates a dividing line in the country. To understand this division in Haiti, you must go back to history. Starting in 1697, the French colonized Haiti. They brought Africans to the island to work the sugar and coffee plantations. Some slaves, mostly the offspring of Africans and their white masters, became free. They started plantations of their own, complete with slaves. They sent their children to Paris for education. They spoke French. In 1791, there was a massive slave revolt. Over the next 13 years, the slaves beat back the French and Napoleon's forces and freed themselves. In 1804, they became only the second independent country in the hemisphere, behind the United States. The slaves, nearly all of them, had never been allowed to learn French, never been allowed to read. Creole had arisen because you had slaves from all over Africa, all speaking their tribal languages. They needed a way to communicate, and Creole quickly rose to fill the void. After the French were thrown out, the upper class became those plantation-owning people of color, 
the ones who had sent their children to Paris to learn. These people viewed Creole as an uneducated language, fit for slaves, but not for high culture. This tiny group of wealthy people would then create the political class in Haiti. They wrote all the laws in French. School was taught in French. And yet, essentially, no one else actually spoke the language. Thus, you had a bizarre system where the masses could not even understand their own laws. Ah, but this has changed, right? Well, sort of. In 1987, after 183 years of the average person not being able to understand the law and courts, Haiti's elite finally allowed Haitian Creole to be inaugurated as an official language. This means that schools are finally in both Creole and French. But whatever the law now says, the stigma remains. Remember, only 5% of Haitians fluently speak French. And yet, all official government meetings are still held in French, even if it's the second language for the majority. And listen, I certainly understand that there are times when French is necessary. For precision in medicine and finances, sometimes it is easier. But French is the default language in these settings, even when you're not using technical jargon. The wealthy sometimes raise their children speaking French, considering Creole a language that's beneath them. If you go to the bank, insurance companies, the legislature, or the hospital, French is usually still spoken. And this means that if you're a farmer who grew up only with Creole, it is hard, almost impossible, to participate in the economy beyond subsistence farming. One of my favorite anecdotes is from a close friend, Donald. Whenever he goes on a date, he feels obligated to speak French. He says everyone who goes on dates does it. And he really hates it. French is his fourth language, behind Creole, Spanish, and English. But he tells me that it's a way to signal that you're educated. If you don't speak French on a date, people assume that you are from a lowly family or didn't go to school. And this is an issue and a trap. I had an American friend who visited Haiti, and a Haitian told her that he really loved French, that it was such a beautiful language. Now, this gentleman was not wealthy. He was from a poor area. And she said how distasteful it was. Why not be proud of Creole, your mother tongue? I think this issue lies in that in Haiti, you almost have to say something like that if you want to get ahead. If you're poor and come from the countryside, you don't have the luxury of saying, let's all speak Creole. That's more natural, right? No, you can feel pigeonholed into having to appear elevated. Otherwise, people will judge you. And the situation with Creole and French is unique. There are many countries where French or English is the national language, and there are multiple tribal languages. The European languages can serve to bridge the gap, because a person from the Igbo tribe and the Fula tribe in Nigeria may not speak the same tongue. But Haiti is the opposite. There are no tribes. Every single person in the country can speak Creole, unless their parents have deliberately prevented them from learning it. It actually is the unifying language. While French is one of the national languages of Haiti, it feels like something of an anomaly. Haiti's history with colonization is unique. The average African nation gained their independence in the 1960s, and there was generally a period of transition. It was natural, even if it didn't feel right, for the country to have the language of the previous power as an official language. But one must remember that Haiti is very different. Botswana has been independent for 55 years. In Haiti, it's been nearly 220 years. And there was no nice little transition period. There was a bloody, raw war with the French. It does not seem to make good sense that the French language still has a hold, especially in the middle of a hemisphere that speaks primarily Spanish and English. 
divisions are common in all societies. Maybe sometimes they aren't even a bad thing if they're handled properly. Yet frequently, they can prevent upward mobility. They can create an in-group and an out-group. But language, among all the divisions, is a particularly disenfranchising aspect. If the language of business, politics, and the upper classes is only spoken by 5% of the population, a wall is created that prevents the rest of the population from bettering themselves. What is most disheartening is that French is the language of the colonizers, of the enemy against which the slaves fought. And the French speakers remain in control, in a club that is difficult to break into. In a way, certainly not to the same extent, it is as if the French were physically beaten, but their spirit never left. It was simply transferred. Thank you for listening. Every Wednesday morning, we publish a new narrative from life here. We are simply telling stories as we've seen them in Haiti. But Haiti is a fascinating country with a rich history, and there are many Haitian voices that can tell the story of Haiti in all its facets, and we encourage you to seek them out. As we made this episode, some names may have been changed to protect confidentiality. If you enjoyed the show, tell your friends or give us a rating wherever you find your podcasts. To learn more about the work of Light from Light in Haiti or to get involved, visit us on the web at lightfromlight.me. Thank you and God bless.